Hi, I'm André Julien, and, and you're listening to uh, Catholic versus Others. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you believe, and how you came to believe it? Okay, thank you for welcoming me, uh, David. Me, myself, when I was young, I always liked uh, science. So I studied science, I studied engineering, I graduated in engineering, and I'm still, I'm very rational mind. And I was uh, baptized Catholic when I was young, they didn't ask me if I wanted. <laughs> and my mother sent me to church at the, when I was young, but I didn't like it because the only uh, part I liked was uh, eating the host at the end. So I said, why don't we cannot eat the host and go away? <laughs> but anyway, uh, I like Jesus. I like Jesus' story. And, and I say, how oh, he came with so much wisdom in uh, very primitive people. I was very curious mind, I checked other religions, and then Buddha, and uh, Muslim, and then Hindu, and they all talk about gods, or God, or about love, they talk about love. I feel the message of all religions is love, so I think there must be a scientific explanation for all these wisdom people popping out, out of nowhere, Buddha coming out of very primitive society, and Jesus, and all of the other Moses. So, one day I... Uh, I found a book by a Tibetan monk, uh, Lapsang Grandpa, who, when he was very young, he met an hermit, and this hermit uh, was blind. He had his uh, eyes removed by uh, Chinese, and he was about to die, and he was taken by extraterrestrial when he was young. And, and they selected him because he had a great memory, and said, we will tell you a story that one day you will reveal to somebody else. And that probably happened around 1900 something, or 1890, whatever. Uh, and these extraterrestrials told them, uh, we're the ones who create all life on Earth with science. And we're the ones who send the, the masters that we call prophets today, the messengers, to help people blossom, develop in love and wisdom instead of being very primitive. They said also in another book, this guy, that there is a new messenger on the planet now. So say if it's true, I don't know, but I will find them. Mm. And then I found the second book of uh, Rael, which was called uh, They Took Me to Their Planet. And, and, and I read the summary, so that looks interesting. That looks like it may be the same guy that they're talking about, the other Buddhist monk, which had no link whatsoever. So I bought this book, then I read it, and I said, wow, this, this was very rational explanation in the scientific age we're, we're in with no mystification of we were created by advanced scientists with mastery of DNA and genetic engineering and like today we're starting to create life with the genetic engineering and understanding of DNA we start to create a bacteria from scratch in 2010 they, they reach a level of scientific understanding that we will soon reach and so they start creating all forms of life. So uh, their experiments scare their population, their government. So they say, go do it somewhere else. So at the same time, they, they found out to travel faster than light. So they visited other planets in other solar systems. And they decide to uh, create life on these other planets. So they create three lives, and we were one of them. At the beginning, it, they, it was an experiment for them. And uh, didn't know too much how uh, to, uh, to treat us, and then the, they realized we, uh, you know, we were killing each other and whatever. 
So even when they help us with their science, some men were using it against yeah. others. So then one day they decide uh, to send messenger to uh, guide them at distance and let them progress by themselves. Because by that time, they, they learned from their own creators that they were created the same way. So they, they, these people who created us, they're called the Elohim. But are they also created by someone else? Yes, they were created by others. Advanced extraterrestrials before them were created by advanced. Oh, okay. So it's an infinite chain. Okay. And one day, we will be able to create life on another planet with science. Okay. And these life we create, if we create humans like us, uh, even if their shape is different, but the same mental capability, the same intelligence, they will lose science, and one day they will be able to do the same. So we can already see from scientific way, a way that infinity can propagate life in the universe. Life adapted to each planet, because each planet has a different atmosphere, different length of days, different gravity, so you have to adapt the living entities to this specifics, the temperature, the pressure and everything, the atmosphere. So that's what they did for us. So these people who they are, they are the Elohim of the Bible because they, we read the Bible now in English or French or whatever language, it's translated from Hebrew. And the, in the Genesis in Hebrew, they were called the Elohim. Elohim created man, you know, Elohim created earth and so on. So these Elohim is a plural word in Hebrew. It's singular is Eloha. And it means literally in ancient Hebrew, those who came from the sky. So they were mistaken for gods or God, depending on the religion, by our ancestor who could not understand. You could not explain science and DNA and space traveling. So they took them for superior being coming from space. So the mythology, Greek mythology is similar everywhere in the world. The traces we see in ancient scriptures, ancient religions, ancient civilization, is all uh, writings that are stories somewhat distorted because they were, before they were written, they were conveyed from one person who talked to the other, who talked to the other, who talked to the other. So they, the guy who saw it live, he never wrote it. So they were distorted somewhat. but. The Bible contains many traces of the creation of the Elohim. Uh, let's take one, let us create man in our image, after our likeness. Let us means there are many. Create man in our image, so mean there are many. So, and there's many, many like that, there's several hundreds. So in 1945, when we blow the bomb of Hiroshima, the Elohim said, okay, humanity has reached the age where they start to discover enough science to either use it to create a real paradise on Earth or self-destroy with it. So it's the time to send their last messenger. So in 1945, they, they start to create a new messenger on Earth. And he was born in 1946. His name is Rael. And he didn't know until 13 December 1973, they met Rael in uh, Claude Varillon, his name at the time. He was a journalist in France and they met him in the extinct volcano crater in the middle of France and uh, they met him and uh, for six days, for one hour each day they tell him this story about the true story of our creation how they created us scientifically how they sent all the prophets and what was, was the mission of the main prophets they told the mission of Jesus and all others and 
they say it will give you a very difficult mission spread this message on the earth and then uh, build an embassy to welcome us preferably in Jerusalem in Israel and uh, if enough people understand and follow you we will come back okay. uh, so since 1973 so in 1975 they met him again they took him to their planet for 24 hours and they they showed him what a paradise with science can become this is the second book that you discovered this is the second book i discovered first yeah but it was a summary of the first book oh, okay. in it okay and eventually i read the other books and i decided 23 years ago yeah to become Raelian. Okay. Uh, did you know Raelians in your day-to-day -day life? Before, no. So you, you, you didn't know how to contact these people? At the beginning, no. And they, they say they give an address in the book. Okay. I could wrote a letter. I was not too sure. I wanted to find the other books. And one day I saw uh, an extraterrestrial uh, picture with a, a conference given by, a lecture given by Raelians. But it was April's Fool. <laughs> so I say it looked like a joke, but I will go because okay. I want I want to go see them. And then I went, and it was a joke. Oh. Somebody made a joke on them. But I say they probably took a real poster, and they modified the bottom. So, <laughs> so I start thinking they do lectures, so I'll keep an eye open. Ah. And uh, six months after, they did one in September, the same year, in the city I live in, South Shore in Saint Julie. And then I went. And uh, then I bought the other books, and uh, I listened to the lecture. I gave my name. I said, do you want to give your name and address, and coordinates? Yes. And I read the books and said, that's it. And then, but I'm a scientific mind. I will take all the time I need to find what's wrong with this, if yeah. there's anything wrong. And more I think about it, more everything was clear. Mm. I found nothing wrong in anything on that book. So, after a year, they called me, uh, you would like to come to a meeting at my place, and I went, and uh, soon after, I decided to become Raylian and get involved and help. I was invited today to participate in, in a monthly meeting. Gathering. What is that called? A monthly gathering in every country in the world, if they have enough, big enough uh, group of active Raylian that want to help, they, they, they make these at okay. least once a month. So when September. was the first time that you encountered that and how would it have been different from what I saw today? Yeah, it changed. It's never the same. Uh, people come. There was a bit more people uh, back then. Uh, in Montreal, it was quite big in 1993. Uh, the friend who did the conference in 92 invited me after one year to his place. So at his place, he was the only one with a few other non-Raelian. We talk about the philosophy, we ask questions and so on. And then he invited me to the next gathering, so I went. And in the gathering there was somebody welcoming me, a bit like Ellen did with you, and you felt warm, you felt warmth, you felt... Uh, it was different than today. Today we have a special exercise. Every, now every gathering we do something different. Can you, can you talk the audience through that hour so yeah, that people get an idea of what... Okay, yeah, typically the gathering, the monthly gathering we do is, it's a group meditation. So people come and... Uh, we introduce newcomers to people they don't know and uh, make them feel comfortable and then usually it starts with a meditation. A guided meditation. A guided meditation. So there's a Raelian guide who, who uh, for those who never did the meditation, they just follow the guide we, and we just follow. It's kind of a, a trip, a voyage inside yourself and uh, sending love to yourself, to all yourselves because all yourselves 
compose you. They have your DNA, and they're alive. And uh, it's a kind of loving yourself. A meditation is a love of yourself. And then with practice, you can bring this love not only to yourself, you can fill yourself of love. And it's like you fill a glass, but when the glass is full, you can give to others. So then you, you spread this feeling of love, of wellness, of uh, happiness, of uh, thankfulness to around you. So that was the meditation. Is Every guy does it slightly differently. There's not one type of meditation. But you can do a one-minute meditation. You can do <laughs> ten, uh, one hour, continually. <laughs> it's, it's, but typically, there was, there was 20 minutes. And usually, we, every Sunday at around 11 o'clock, it's written in the message that we can think highly of the Elohim and make a prayer to them, send our love to them, how thankful we are that they are there. So it's kind of a similar prayer like any religion, just feeling love and sent to them and being thankful. It's more about that. That's what we experienced today. And then today was a special um, activity where we share love to all the people in the room. By uh, We came up and we, we hug each other. You don't always do that? No, it's different every time. Okay. Before we did that, we had a, a little video of Matreya Rael. So we, thankfully now with technology, he speaks in uh, Japan, but we can uh, have the recordings here. Why does he live in Japan? He decided to live in Japan now. He used to live in France, and then he grew the movement there. And then he came to uh, America, Quebec. He lived here about 13 or 15 years. He made us grow here. And then uh, he went to Japan and he, he's making the Asian movement. It's kind of the priority now because Asia is uh, more than half the planet. Uh, China and India and mm. Japan is a big group, yep. Aurelian. But uh, China is growing now fast. What was the title that you used for rail? Maitreya. Maitreya. What does that mean? Maitreya comes from the Buddhist tradition. Uh, every religion expect the second coming of Christ, if you like. The, there would be in the future a new messenger, a new prophet. So for the Christian, it's called the paraclete. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, the helper. Okay, that's right. So, and then for the Muslim, it's the Mahdi. And, and for the, so that's supposed to be the one who, when the time is, has come, gather the, the people towards the Elohim. For the Jewish, it's the Messiah. And, and uh, some thought Jesus was the Messiah, and the, but the, they say, no, he's not really the Messiah. So they're still awaiting the Messiah, which Rael is the Messiah. And for the Buddhists, the scripture of Buddhism say the, there will be a new Buddha coming from the West. He's the new Buddha from the West. And this Buddha will be the Maitreya. I noticed during the presentation today a lot of images of Buddhist people, Buddhist symbols, statues of Buddha. Is there a connection between your worldview and Buddhism? Yes. We, we are connected with all ancient religions. Okay. Because for us, the Elohim create, they send over 40 prophets through the ages of humanity. So we know the Moses, uh, Ezekiel, and Jesus, uh, Buddha, Mohammed, the, the most well-known, but they sent in Africa, uh, they sent in uh, Americas before the colonization, mm. they sent uh, in uh, India, in Ta Taoism, 
Taoism, Lao Tzu was one of their leaders. Okay. In China, Buddha, of course. There was uh, in uh, Japan, the Shinto. Shintoism came from link with the Elohim. The, the, there was some in Iran. Uh, Baha'u'llah was one also. Joseph Smith. So they sent many, many. Are you talking about the Baha'i? Yes, the oh, Baha'i. Okay. So all the ancient religions, uh, maybe not all, because there's a lot of false prophets, like mm. in the time of Jesus. But there was uh, many genuine religions who are linked with the Elohim. They have a specific message adapted to the region, the culture of the time and the place. Yeah. And each had a different mission. And if we would put together the teaching of all the prophets, together, we, you would see realism. That if you remove the mysticism that was added two times, because the teaching of Jesus has been distorted. Yeah. The teaching of Muhammad has been distorted. The teaching of Moses has been distorted. You know? And uh, there's many teachings that have been distorted. So, but if you put them all together, you will see there's a message of love in everything, in every one of them. Love each other. Uh, don't lie. Don't steal. You know? It was very basic in the Ten Commandments. Of the, but Jesus went a bit further. You know? Love your, your neighbor. Love your enemy. Love your enemy. If someone hits you on one cheek, then the other cheek, and things like that. So, what message of love? But the, what the religion have become today is quite apart from the message of their leader. Religion is a crutch that we lean on when we lack faith. So when you have faith and when you have love, you don't need to lean on mm -hmm. the letter of the law. Jesus talked about this also with the Pharisees of his day. There was a lot of religiosity and he was criticizing them. That means there's a problem with religion, right? Yeah. So we need to go beyond the formal structures of a religion and the sort of comfort zone that we can build, like this is the way to do it, these are the rules. Love is bigger than these man-made things, right? Religion comes from Latin le religere, which means to connect. Yeah. To connect to. So the origin of the word religion was to connect with the creators, to connect with infinity around us. So, religionism is a religion okay. in the correct sense of the word. But we're atheists. That's the only thing is, uh, religion, religion is atheist. means oh. we don't believe in God because God for us is advanced scientist. Today, there's already a miracle that uh, was done to Mary actually, that we can do. We can do that one, which is Mary, we did not make love with any man and she became pregnant. Well, we can do that now. <laughs> we can uh, put asleep a lady and inseminate her with a, uh, an ovula, which is uh, yeah. fecundé. Uh, that's forbidden by uh, the church, by the way. But, anyway. <laughs> but it's okay, but that's what they did. For us, okay. that's what they did in yeah. the time of Jesus yeah. to marry. Yeah. And they know the DNA of the person that she would have, so he had a special mission. That's why he had a special DNA mm. selected to be able to do his mission. And say, so you will take care of your, this baby, he, is, he will have a, a big mission for humanity. So all the miracles were scientific prowess mm. that they could not understand back then. Some of them we can understand today, some we still don't know exactly how, but we can foresee that maybe one day we'll be able to do this. So for us, it's a demystification of all religion. Because you're a man of science, you believe in cause and effect, you believe that every, every effect has a natural cause. Yes, exactly. And so, how is it possible to have an infinite chain of cause and effect behind us, given the fact that we're headed for 
a heat death with this entropy, you know, the second law of thermodynamics, things are falling apart, right? So there's a finite amount of time that will accomplish that destruction of biological life, and therefore there cannot be infinite time behind us because if there's infinite time behind us, that would have been an adequate amount of time to accomplish this heat death, and we're still here, therefore there's a beginning in time. How do you answer that philosophically? So if you'd say, okay, here's the beginning, I will ask you the question, what was there before? There is so, no before. Okay. So you say there was nothing? No, there was God. So then God is your infinity. So you attribute to God, he's always existed, always yeah. will. Yeah. So for But he's us, not physical, that's the difference. Okay. So and he's not, he has no potential, he has no parts. Okay, but they say he created us in his image. That's that means okay. reason and free okay. will. Okay, but to believe there's a beginning for us, there's no need for that. Matter and energy always existed in perpetual transformation. I want to ask you about free will because I always ask atheists about free will because they should not believe in free will. If they believe in free will, there's a contradiction in their worldview. So, do you believe in free will? Of course. The human, with free will, he will have basic survival programs, but his philosophy, what it, his values will be, based on education and he will have the capability to reprogram himself and use free will. Is that what free will is? The, yes. the ability to program yourself? To ask yourself what am I thinking about and is it good and to decide what is good, what is bad. That is free will. A cat doesn't ask himself if it's good or bad to chase a mouse. Us, we can decide is it good or bad to uh, kill my brother. Some say it's good, some say it's bad. What do you feel? Okay. And when you do this, you use what supraconsciousness is the utmost beautiful ability when you can create life is create them with free will, the ability to decide by themselves how to behave, what is good, what is bad. So when we look at the mechanisms in your brain, is your mind only the neurons firing in different patterns in your brain? Is that what your mind is? Everything is physical chemical. It follows yeah. physical chemical reaction. Even that free will program, that free will mechanism, that algorithm, even that is subject to natural cause and effect. Nothing happens without a perfectly reasonable, rational, scientific explanation. Nothing happens. Exactly. So free will exists. is not free. It's determined. No. You, it is determined by the state that preceded it, inevitably. You, you have the choice. That, that's the thing. But that choice is a logical consequence of the state that preceded it. Humans, we have the ability to ask ourselves what would be good to do here. And you have free will. You, you have the ability to decide one or the other. But when you, when you make that choice, the process by which you make that choice is reducible to a series of natural causes and effects which are not escaping from the laws of physics and the laws of nature. There's no exception, right? I don't think there's any supernatural There's no there. supernatural. It follows rules. It's complicated, but it follows certain laws. So when the judge says, I find you guilty, that judgment of the judge, it's a choice based on rational decisions. He's a free man with free will, according to you. But if we were to look at it from the point of view of these advanced Elohim or someone even higher, they would see the playing out of this materialistic mechanism in the choice he made. They would understand each and every mechanism that was the logical consequence of the preceding ones. And they would see that this whole theater that's playing out with the criminal, with the judgment, all of it was inevitable and the logical consequence of the preceding state. And there is actually no guilt. There's no culpability. There's no responsibility. It's all just a machine playing itself out. That's what they would see. We don't have the vision because we're not intelligent enough to see that. 
but in principle what you're saying is that that is the case there is no true responsibility personal responsibility there is no morality actually for, for us it's the opposite we have free will but we have a responsibility to use it well the mechanism of free will is just an advanced and I, complicated mechanism i don't know but you do and i don't think we know enough how it really works at chemical level no we don't know we don't know the details but we do but know for no there's no soul there's no magical soul that goes into it's only material everything is dna yeah and everything follows natural cause and effect if you like even free will because there's no there's no other alternative for you well because you don't have the supernatural the, the laws of physics follow cause and effect but what makes us decide towards love or towards hatred it may be beyond science i don't know i think one day we will understand okay but it's all coded this so, ability to do this is okay. coded in our dna okay. but you're open to the possibility that maybe there's something beyond natural science no everything there's no supernatural what do you have in terms of hope and what what happens to you when you die in the best case scenario it's a scientific recreation the elohim has reached a level of science where even themselves they live 10 times longer than us and soon we will discover how to modify our dna to live 10 times longer so they live on average 1000 years and after 1000 year they have some form of advanced cloning where they can create a new body 17 year old or whatever age they want with fresh shells and they can transfer in a in a computer all their mind their personality their <laughs> knowledge into a computer and then download it to the new body <coughs> and then they can live another life for 1000 years okay in the other and the oldest of the Elohim is Yahweh oh, Je Jesus father Jesus oh. he said my father is in the sky oh. it was Yahweh is the oldest of the Elohim he lives oh. in 25 lives of 1000 years he lives in 25 bodies oh. so when you start in the new body you remember everything at the time you did the transfer from the other one so that's for us eternal life is a scientific Prowess again, but that one day we will be able to do. It's it's science. So the, how old is Yahweh? He's twenty-five thousand years old. Yeah, but the universe is infinitely old, right? Yes. So twenty-five thousand years is nothing. Yeah, in the infinite, there's nothing. So before that, what was life? Was it a lower? Was it a lower form of life before that? Because you said life was always in the universe, right? Yeah, but uh, Yahweh is twenty-five thousand years old. I don't know. Oh, but there's someone that created him. Yes, there was another uh, civilization okay. that created him, and there was another civilization okay. that created the other okay, one. Okay, okay. So in the infinity of time, there's. Okay. Did those guys not pass on their download their memories to uh, to Yahweh, for example? They. Uh, or was there they, a break in the memory? What they send the message, they can, and encourage people to read it if they're interested. They, at a point, there was a space vessel that came on their planet that reveal all the knowledge of their creators okay. to them. So they, they, they got the scientific heritage of their own creators. Mm. The people that die today, they don't get to download their memories into another well, body. Well, they right? don't do it for us. Don't oh, they can do it. So that's why... Nothing's lost. No life is lost. It's, some are. That, they didn't teach us, you know, enjoy the life now, because that's the only one you're sure to have. But they've saved the lives. They've recreated the life of many thousand humans they felt deserve it for the progress they, they made humanity in all fields of knowledge for the love they gave for the scientific progress of all the organization 
or the influence he had on other people positively. And so these are the ones who, the ancient religion, like Jesus, said, you will uh, be uh, beside me, uh, the Father on the planet of Eternals. That's, that's that, it's a, it's a scientific recreation. Like for us, Jesus' resurrection was a scientific recreation. Mm. It was an advanced cloning they did. They bring him back to earth. Such he, his message would, would uh, go over the, 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 the times because wow, he's, he's alive again, how can they do that? Of course, it's a miracle, but for the Elohim, it's a scientific prowess. For us, one day we will be able to do it. Yeah. Usually in my interviews, I give my guests a chance, if they want to, to ask questions about me, why I believe what I believe, why I'm Catholic, or, or anything about Christianity that maybe you have questions about. Why don't they sell all the gold, all the riches of the Vatican and go live humbly? That's what Jesus said. When Judas, who betrayed Jesus, said, why are you wasting this precious ointment on Jesus? We could sell it and give the profit to the poor. Jesus said that poor you will always have, but me will not always have. The Catholic Church is Jesus Christ. That's my belief and that's the Catholic teaching. So there's something higher than humanity, than humanitarianism, than dealing with poverty. There's something higher and that is God. God is the first thing. We love God first and then we love neighbor for God's sake. But the poor we will always have with us. And the weeds will always be among the wheat. This is Jesus' way of saying that there will always be crime, there will always be corruption in religion, there will always be abuse. And the sinners in the church are just that. They're sinners, they're weak. There are a lot of bishops that abuse the power, that accumulate wealth and money and lavish lifestyles. They're not living up to the standards of Jesus Christ. They're not. But Jesus allows them to be ostensibly part of the church. And there may be good things that they contribute. I don't know. God only knows. But we do know that Christ and the church are one. And this is a mystery, it's hard to grasp. Eve is taken physically from the side of Adam. It's the same thing with Jesus on the cross. He's the new Adam, and from his pierced side comes the church. St. Paul says that the Catholic Church is the bride of Christ, and they are one flesh, they are one. So, for example, we have all the gold and the ornamentation in the Jewish temple that God commanded to be built, that David wanted to build, and that his son Solomon did build. The detailed instructions about the ornate wealth and luxury that went into that is because it's for God. It comes from God and it's for God. And we have to have this first and foremost in our mind that God is first. And so everything good comes from Him and everything has to go back to Him, first and foremost, ourselves. But, but you know, I find the belief in God has created more and is still today created more harm than good. You see, in the Middle East war against mm. the Muslim, the Muslim, they believe in God. Some extremist Muslim, they, uh, they go uh, kill themselves and bomb, killing innocent people, thinking they will go to paradise this way. But believing, I need to destroy this other country because my God is better than your <laughs> God, or my God told me that. Yeah. It created more harm than good, actually. It's dangerous, I, I, the belief in God. Because in the end, we are gods. We, we, with science, we'll be able to create human beings. Mm. So, we will be gods for these guys. When will we create human beings with free will? And they discover science. Initially, they will take out for gods. And then one day, they will realize, oh, there's, there's no such thing as God. And now, God has been used as anything to justify anything, mm. whether it's good or bad. So, it's kind of de-empowering people. 
I believe in responsabilization empowerment. I think there's so much hypocrisy. It's hard to see. It's hard to see the the good in in God and the good in believing in God and the good in following God and the good in doing God's will because people are claiming to do God's will in all kinds of contradictory and hypocritical ways and doing evil and calling it good. And Jesus confronted that in his day. He said, you know, you're, you're claiming to teach on behalf of God, but you're doing exactly the opposite. And some of those Jews that he criticized bowed at the feet of Jesus and said, yeah, you're right. I, I fell into the trap of religion. Help me. And they became Christians. This is from my perspective. Obviously, you, you wouldn't agree. But um, it's so, so easy to camouflage and to rationalize and say, I'm doing it for God. I'm, God told me. There are millions and millions of stories of cult leaders who come along and say, God told me. And people innocently, they want to believe, and so they follow. And it may be very pleasant in the beginning, and it's only later that there's abuse sexually, there's abuse with power, there's abuse with money, there's, there's violence. Once you start down the wrong path, there's no end to the atrocities. The, the, the ultimate answer is you have to follow your free will, yeah. you, your true inner will, not not your education, whether it's religious or all kind of education we have. Think by yourself. Find the values deep within that you care for. What I encourage people is, uh, you know, if you would have lived in the time of Jesus or Buddha or Moses, would you have go listen to him? Some people would tell you, no, 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 go, he's a false prophet. Or you would say, oh, let, let me find out by myself. So we have a new messenger on earth. I encourage you, go, go listen to him by yourself. It's free on the internet, rael.org. You can download the message you receive from the Elohim. You can read and see if it's for you or for not. And then use all your intelligence and free will to decide by yourself. Or you can decide to listen to others, listen to the media, or, uh, listen to your family or friends, then you're not using your free will, you're following. I encourage everyone, every human being, think by yourself. Use your free will. Find what's within yourself, deep inside your own value, not the ones that were imposed to you by your parents' education, blah, 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 media. Go and explore yourself and explore this book. Maybe it will change your life like it changed mine. If you like your worldview, if you think it's swell, if you've got some questions, ask me and I'll tell. All you've got to do is ask, all you've got to do is ask.